Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning, rainy Sunday morning. It's raining here and also in Sonoma. It's beautiful to have rain in June. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive and settle down, wherever you are. Just pull your spine straight. Open your shoulders. Lighten your mind and close your eyes. Relax your neck, shoulders, spine. Soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Connect with the breath. Breathing in, you're totally aware of this breath coming in. Breathing out, you are aware of the breath going out. Nothing more. See how the breath is interacting with your body. How is your body reacting to the breath? Is it welcoming the breath? What does it feel like to welcome the breath? Can you let the breath permeate all over your body with that feeling of welcoming the breath? every part, every corner of your body, just opening to let the breath flow freely. Filling and emptying. As the breath comes in and permeates all over my being, I feel light filling my whole body. Any tension, worries, irritations flowing out with the breath.
with each breath comes vitality, light, inspiration, hope. After you have breathed in completely, before you begin to breathe out, connect with that space between the breath in and breath out. That space between the breath. Much is happening in that space. Absorption is happening. Your body is absorbing the life force that has come in with the breath. Now we pause the breath for a moment, just hold it. Let your mind rest in the center of the forehead. Effortlessly. And before you begin to stress, release the breath. Just do this two, three times, pausing the breath. Stilling the mind. And then breathing out. Let your mind rest a little longer in the center of the forehead. Your eyes are calm, face relaxed, the whole body soft and natural, mind resting in the center of the forehead.
slowly we'll open our eyes. <clears throat> Thank you for taking this time. It's a beautiful feeling to see you, greet you every morning, every Sunday morning. You are sitting in the comfort of your home and I'm sitting here. Our connection gives comfort, brings comfort in our heart. Being a human being, we long for connection. And in that connection, imagination plays a great role. You must have some kind of imagination about me. And I have some imagination about you. That's my imagination is my own, yours is your own. And some kind of exchange happens. In our spiritual work, that imagination plays a great role. The notion of presence of God, supreme being, supreme presence, one who is beyond any name and form, What happens in devotion? People say very loosely, I'm devoted to God. What does it really mean? What is going on in, in my mind when I say I'm devoted to God? What goes on in your mind when you think about that? It's a very personal connection between me and the divinity that I feel devoted to. Love and trust is the foundation. Now, thinking about love, it's on so many different levels. 
in our human relationships, I love you, so you do what I want you to do. You be the way I want you to be. The moment we claim to be in love with someone, we begin to expect something. There is a beautiful episode in Ramayana, Ramayana, when Ram was sent in exile for 14 years and his brother Bharat was given the throne. Bharat came to meet Ram and he said, this is unthinkable. How could I do this? Please come back, take your kingdom, take, sit on the throne. I want to serve you. But Ram was going to the forest, obeying the father's wish. And it's a big, beautiful dialogue between the two. Bharat loved Ram so much. Finally, they went to their guru. The guru was there. The guru had to decide. Guru said, Bharat, you love your brother so much. Out of your love and respect, you want him to come back. Although you are coming from a very beautiful place, but you want something from him. True love does not ask. It asks for only one thing, and that is, what can I give you? So ask your brother Ram, I love you so much. What can I give you? Ram said, give me permission to go to the forest. Although they were coming from a very high place, but the guru put this condition. The definition of love is truly love. What can I give you? Not what can you give me or do this for me because I love you so much. What can I give? Do we ask the same question from the one that we are devoted to, the Supreme Presence, God? What can I do for you? God will say only one thing, be a good human being. That's all you can do. Just be a good human being. Live your best. Live your highest. Keep this connection very clean. Let small things don't distract you.
trust. What is trust? I hear it all the time. Babaji, yes, but I really cannot trust. If there is no trust, really, it becomes very difficult to manifest anything in our life. There was a Babaji. One day, he was giving a satsang, a talk. And in his talk, he was speaking about trust. He said, just remembering the, remembering the name of Ram, you can cross the ocean of life. Just thinking of remembering the name of Ram means remembering the name of God, keeping God in your heart. You can cross the ocean of life. While he was speaking on this topic, a group of women who used to go across the river every day to sell milk were passing by. They were too busy to sit and listen to this long discourse, but that little word hit their mind. So next day, when they came to the river bank, one of them said, hey, remember that? Babaji satsang last night. He said, remembering the name of God, you can cross the ocean of life. This is just a river. Why can't we just cross this river? Let's do that. They had full trust in this holy man's words. They walked on the water, crossed the river, as the story goes. So from then on, every day, they would just come to the river bank and repeating the name of God, they will just cross across the water. The word got to Babaji. Oh, these women just go across the river, they walk on water. He said, oh, really? Let me see. So he goes and hides and he sees them walking across the river and back. So he goes to them and he said, okay, how do you do this? Please tell me the secret. One of them said, Babaji, it was you who told, you were speaking about it. They're remembering the name of God in your heart. You can cross the ocean of life. So this is just a river and this is your teaching. He said, oh, yes, 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 I remember. So he goes to his disciple, he said, come, let me try this. Oh, by the way, but bring a rope and I will wrap it around my waist. I'm thinking the God's name, I'll walk and if I start drowning, pull me out. So guess what happened? He tied the rope to his waist and Ram, 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 and he started walking, but he started drowning. He said, pull me out. So 
because he had the doubt. Those milk maidens did not have doubt in their heart. They believed fully. They walked in the world. As the story goes. So trust. Trust is a, a beautiful word. And we all struggle with it. Because we are used to being led with our mind. We want to see everything. We have some experiences. The mind is doubting. We try to achieve everything through mind. But those of us who have done little studies, we know how little of our mind we use. And that even that little is so limited. And then we call it life. How much place do we give to our heart in our journey? In our devotion, heart opens, but the mind immediately shuts it down. Yes, but. This is why there is such a great importance of spending little time sitting with just imagination. Without letting the doubt hover over it. Just laying in your bed, sitting quietly for a moment, bringing your attention to your heart, imagining Light is coming in with each breath, spreading all over your being. There is no harm. Nobody's going to tax you or punish you or blame you. It's your own time. Sitting with positive imagination. If you notice, your mind is probably lurking in the back and doubting, what is this hocus pocus you're doing? because it wants to stay in control. When do we give a chance to our heart to be in control? We have struggled with trust, but if you look at our life from the moment we were born, we came totally vulnerable, empty-handed, didn't bring anything with us. But whatever we needed has been provided in one form or another. That is the trust. It's proving every day. It's proving every moment. So hopefully 
you take a little time to contemplate today or the days, few days from today, the role of love and trust in your own life. Not to talk about it, not to discuss, not to convince somebody. To yourself, what is the role of love and trust in your daily life, in your connection with your own higher self, your connection with God? It's not just a word for conversation or read, or entertain for a moment. Yes, but let's get on with the real thing. And the real thing is your drama, your story, your problems. You call that real. What is real is another topic. What you make, what you give weight to, that is the reality for you. Wherever our mind is, that is real for us. So why not train our mind towards something higher, something sacred, something beyond what we are used to? This is spiritual work. Sitting in group conversations and talking about this and that is not, I wouldn't consider spiritual work. Once I saw on a TV, seven, eight people panel sitting and talking about Raman Maharshi's silence. He was a holy being, he was silent. But there were these spiritual people sitting on a panel talking about his silence. So living spirituality is very different than thinking being spiritual. The day we set out to live a spiritual life, we really begin to look at ourselves, not somebody else. What is my role? What is my connection with the divine? How do I see it? Where is love? Where is trust? What form does it manifest in my life? How do I hold it? These are the things that we must look at ourselves. And reading more will not solve the problem. Listening to more discourses will not solve the problem. Stopping ourselves from flowing in a particular direction, catching ourselves, and seeing how can we redirect our flow. And even a little bit, if we can redirect. That's a beautiful moment in our life. That's a divine moment in our life. Love and trust towards the divine needs to be re-examined and 
refined. Thank you all. This was just a little something that came to my mind today. And it's so beautiful to see you and just to see you sitting there and me sitting here. This connection between the two of us is very unique. And as I go through the pages and I see each one of you it's beautiful, beautiful. I would love to hear what's on your mind. If anybody has any questions or something to share, please. Um... Shannon? Thank you, Babaji. I'm happy to relay questions to Babaji if you'd like to chat them to me. You can also chat me. Uh, I'd like to speak with Babaji and I will queue you up. Urja, it's good to see you after many, many days. How are you? Pranam, Babaji. I'm fine. Thank you. There's a question, Babaji, and Sanjay also has his hand up. What is the question? The question is. How is trust, which is not based in direct knowledge and experience, but only based on someone else's words or a holy book, any different than blind faith? Look at the role of trust in your own life every day. You step on the earth, trusting it will be there. It's not a blind faith, it's in your life every day. You step out of the bed and know. And because it's experience every day, you have seen it, so you trust it. Like I said earlier, he came totally vulnerable in this world. Somebody showed up with whatever you needed. There was no guarantee for that. That is trust. You go through your worst moments and imagine the mind is what will happen? Or I can't imagine what will happen that happens. And it does happen. You go through it. it may not be easy, it may not be the way you expected, 
but you go through it. But before that, we are not even able to see that we can go through it. So trust is not just reading some scriptures. There is a lot more that happens behind the scene that we don't see. We only begin to give credit or the value to what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we touch. But there's a lot more. Questions. Lots of questions. Of, Lots of questions. Mm -hmm. yes. Should we get Sanjay? So, Stephanie, it's good to see you. Where are you? Unmute yourself. You too, Babaji Pranam. I'm at home in Providence and find myself without my child this morning. And so here I am. It's good to see you. You too, Babaji. Deborah, Deborah Freeze. Where are you? Okay, let's hear the other, other question. Just about four or five. Okay. Um, so the next question is uh, How can those who have been betrayed learn how to trust better and lead better with their hearts? You may have been betrayed by an individual, but you have never been betrayed by the Supreme Presence. You have not been betrayed by God. So why to base your life on just one individual or two individuals and make that your life? Keep your goal higher for your life and keep moving in that direction. You do your dharma. Your dharma is to keep your alignment straight and not let anybody distract you from that. Yes, you may have been betrayed by one or two human beings, but there are many who did a lot more for you. So why focus on one or two individual? That's the way I would look at it. If somebody betrays me, okay, fine, that's their thing. My thing is something different. I just move beyond that. Don't let one or two individuals distract you from your journey. Every soul has its own journey. And if in some company you don't feel supported, take a little space, keep moving.
there's another question, Babaji. Uh, can Baba say something about the faith that the disciple has to have towards the Guru? What is the Guru? Guru is not a person. Guru is that which is grand. Guru is that which is greater in your own life. Your higher vision of the self is the Guru. So be devoted to that. Do not let anything come between you and your devotion to live your highest, your best. That is the devotion to the Guru in my thinking. This Guru sitting on the chair, Babaji, playing, you, playing as your Guru, is just a reminder of that which is higher in your own life. It's a picture. The picture that you see behind me of my Guru, picture is not the Guru. It's just a reminder of that which is behind that. So guru in a human is just a, like a picture, like a portal through which you enter in a whole different dimension. So people get caught up with uh, just the person. But I think don't worship the kettle, drink the tea. Try to bring the teachings in your life. Don't just start worshiping the person. Babaji, there are two questions that feel related about uh, the voice of doubt that sounds like a large, large barking dog and uh, knowing, knowing when to trust and when it is the mind. If the dog barks loudly, become quiet. Dog will quiet down. If you start barking at the same speed as the dog, then it will just accentuate. So when the mind is besieged with doubt, just Hold your breath for a moment. Just hold your breath and slowly breathe in or breathe out. Breathe into your heart, open your heart, make it a little bigger, keep expanding. And that way, that goes away. It is said, meditate on the Divine Mother in your heart. So that's just a sutra, sutra. But through that sutra, you can find help. Whenever the doubts and fears and all those things start coming, start breathing in, hold your breath for a moment. In that space, expand your heart. Just have this feeling your heart is large. Breathe into that and you'll find help. Meditate on the Divine Mother sitting in your heart. That's what it really means that when you 
begin to work with the breath, start opening your heart, the energy, the Shakti within emerges a little bit stronger and dispels that cloud of darkness. This is my experience. There's uh, one other question. When one is deepening the practice of trust in the divine, does it happen sometimes that situations arise where old relations come into question, a sort of test? What is past is past. What is future is still about to emerge. This moment lived well is the best thing we can do. So dwelling in the past is not going to help much. Yes, if we have learned something from that, maybe we can bring it out forward. So I, the way I operate is I really don't think too much about the past. It's gone and whatever was able, I was able to do and do and if not, it's gone. From now on, from this moment on, whatever I can do, this is where my focus is. So whatever happened in the past, all relations and this and that, it's gone. Whatever I was capable of doing, I did. I'm here now and the journey forward, that's where the focus should be. That's the questions that are in the chat, and there are two hands raised. Okay, who's the hands raised? Sanjay and Silvano. Yes, Sanjay. Pranam, Babaji. Uh, Babaji, is there any easy way to practice trust? Because in my experience, what happens is while I do kind of try to practice along with my meditation uh, or the mantra job, you know, a couple of questions like when will it happen, how will it happen, kind of keeps cropping up in mind and it's like kind of a tying a rope and trying to cross the river, you know, you still tie a rope and try to cross a river. So is there any easy way to do this or is there a hack or a trick to kind of practice that trust? There is an app. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you see, um, all these things that we talk about, just take a little time, even five, 10 minutes when you are meditating or when you are doing the visualization. Do you have that fear lurking even in that visualization time? Like when you are sitting and opening your heart lotus with the breath, what are you thinking in that moment? May your mind not even have any trace of doubt, even for a short time. 
that's why I keep emphasizing the role of positive imaginations. So in devotion, think about that a little bit. When you are visualizing what's going on in your mind, is there any doubt? Mm -hmm. And another thing, Bhavaji, I wanted to ask you is like for someone like at my age, you know, we have gone through a lot of experiences. We have experienced that trust and the fruits of that trust, you know, complete 100% trust. But how do I take it with my teenager kids who are like just started seeing the life? And uh, I don't know. I, I, yesterday evening, I was trying to get my daughter and son in the room. And uh, coincidentally, I was trying to talk of the same thing. But after five minutes of my conversation, they left the room and with some excuse that I have to do this, I have to do that. And I was like, okay, what next? Kids' attention span is very short. So you don't sit and give them long discourse, long lectures. And one word, two word is sometimes much more than the whole volume. Mm -hmm. And kids learn more through parents being a good role model. So, mm -hmm. so in passing, when they're coming with lots of fears and doubts, just even saying one or two sentence, don't worry, it will pass, it will happen. Just simple sentences like that. Okay. Your reassurance by touching in, it's, it's helpful. Thank you, Babaji. Mm -hmm. Marco, how are you? I haven't seen you for a while. Very good, Babaji. Very good, Babaji. What is happening with you and your family? Everything is fine here, Babaji. Very busy. So, got this opportunity to join your talk today. So, very nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to check to see if Dr. Sen, Silvano Sen, still had a question. He had his hand up before. Dr. Sen, where are you? Can you hear me, Babaji? I could hear you. Thank you. Um, this is a wonderful gathering. I'm having a very centering time and <clears throat> You made me realize again that the past and the future are really the same, but it's this moment that is so important. Like I said, the chrysanthemum doesn't worry about its past or its future, it is now. And just, I wanna thank you for reminding us that the now is so important because in this world of interesting times that we're going through, I'm seeing it as a test for our spirituality more than anything else, because we are not on, on the physical realm. We're not on this very stable soil any longer. Maybe we never were, but we thought we were. And how do you see humanity living in the now transferred to everything around the globe? You know, um, 
what has happened in the past, worse things happened in the past. What is happening now is happening now, and something else will happen. So each individual, we have our own dharma and we have our own journey. And that should be our priority to look at ourselves, look at how the best I could live, how could I be a good human being? And that's one thing that we all can do. And how I see the humanity, I always have the highest vision for the humanity, that we are all evolving, human race is evolving, that's the vision I hold. And just, but most of all, I have to keep working on myself evolving. May I live tomorrow a little better than what I am able to live today. So my message is really just, we have a responsibility, social responsibility to live our highest. And then after that, we pay attention to how others are living and what can I do to help them, that's all. Dr. Sen, it's so good to hear from you. It was nice seeing you the other day. I hope you stay in the area a little longer. That's it, Shana? That's it, Papaji. Okay, everybody, it's so wonderful to see you. And uh, really, it's uh, what a blessing. <laughs>